Welcome to another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. Welcome to another opportunity to exchange limiting and restricting lies, illusions, and stories for a direct and consistent experience of truth. Welcome to another episode of Friday Q&As. Here is the question that I would like to address in this episode. This comes from Lynn. Dear Robert, I am almost 60 years old and have never experienced a truly loving relationship. I have experienced needy and abusive relationships. I am aware of your work and am aware of the idea of limits being placed on our life experiences. I have come to the point where I believe that a loving relationship is not to be part of my life experience at this time and find myself grieving for that. From your perspective, how do you let go of, grieve and heal from the loss of something you have always wanted to experience but realize is not for you in this life? Has my life then been more about search for love in myself, in others, and with others, rather than the experience of love itself. Well, Lynn, if you don't already know, (laughs) the way I'm built as a character, so to speak, I tend to see complexity and detail where a lot of other people don't. And so when I get a question like this, I see so much complexity to it and so many layers to the answer. And so we will slowly but surely work through the various layers, not in any particular order, Uh, not of importance or a hierarchy or anything, but just however it happens to flow to me. So the first thing I want to say is, I chose to answer this question because it was interesting and because I felt moved to, and also because this happens to be about a truly loving relationship and grieving the loss of it. But in terms of my answer, while my answer in some ways will be specifically focused on a truly loving relationship, the same kinds of dynamics apply for anything that somebody may really want to have in their life and they're starting to face or one day may face or whatever the fact that they may just not get that. So this is about specifically a truly loving relationship because that's the context of the question. But a lot of the things that I'm going to share have applicability and relevance to many other aspects of the human experience or what I now call the human story that go way beyond relationships and truly loving relationships. So keep that in mind. Lynn, yourself, as well as everybody else listening, that this, the commentary here goes way beyond just being about truly loving relationships. The next thing that I want to say within the specific context of a truly loving relationship is that at the time of this recording, um, which is in early March 2016, in March 2016, I will be 59. So I'm pretty much same age, somewhere around the same age, if not, you know, the same age exactly as you. And I could make that same statement myself in terms of a romantic relationship, in my case, with a woman. I've talked about this in great length in various online experiences that I've offered over the years and live experiences. Most notably, I go into great detail on it in the ultimate key to freedom experience. And so, and, and it's not just that it's you and me, you know. There are a lot of people who could say the same thing. It's not unusual. There are a lot of people who think that they have experienced a truly loving relationship and they have not. 
what they think is a truly loving relationship is not. And so, again, I just want you to know, I'll come back to this in terms of my story in a little bit, but uh, that what you're talking about it is not unusual. In fact, I would say, if you look at the vast majority of, of uh, people on the planet, people having the human experience, people participating in the human story, it's much more rare and unique to my bias that somebody has experienced a truly loving relationship rather than not. Again, I think there's a lot of people running around out there that are absolutely certain that they have experienced a truly loving relationship and they have not. It's a, it's a lie, it's an illusion, it's a story. And then there are people who have, but again, I think it's a very, very small percentage of the people who have been involved in any kind of a romantic relationship. So I just wanted to say that. The next thing that I want to say is, you said that you have concluded that having a love, truly loving relationship just is not part of your story. That's my language for our lives, story. And I've got to say to you, that may or may not be accurate. Now, you could say, hey, Robert, come on, you know, <laughs> I'm 60 years old. Uh, I don't know how much longer I'm going to live. I'm definitely way past halfway. If it hasn't happened by now, logically, it kind of seems like it's just never going to happen. And that may be true, which I'll get to later in this audio, but it may not be true. The other thing as well, too, is if you were going to have a truly loving relationship, would it need to be, I'm making up numbers here, for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years or 15 years in order for you to be satisfied, bear with the language there? What if you had a truly loving relationship for two months? What if you had a truly loving relationship for a year? What if you had a truly loving relationship for four weeks and you actually had that delicious experience that you wanted so much, um, but it was only for four weeks? What if you had it pure nonstop for a week? Again, there's so many layers of what I call lies, illusions, and stories within so many of the things that we hunger for and that we desire and what we think would make us happy. And my guess is, I could be wrong, but my guess is that you've never really thought about these particular questions. Um, you know, how long would you need to have it to be satisfied? You know, and would it have to be a long time? And let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here from my own life, going back to the fact that I said that I could probably make that same statement with an exception of what I'm about to say in my own story. As you may or may not know, I was married for 18 years. There was uh, two separations in there before a divorce, but legally, technically married for 18 years. And it was a very difficult experience. Again, I, I go into a lot of detail on this on the Ultimate Freedom Experience what happened and how it contributed to my story and everything else. It was a wild, you know, experience and a very, very, very difficult relationship, especially in the final 10 years uh, of the marriage of the relationship. So I could easily say, like I said before, that I did not experience that marriage as being uh, a truly loving relationship. And we'll get to definitions related to that later in this audio. But I definitely could say that for the vast majority of that relationship. But there was one period of time, and the context of this is very difficult to explain. I go through it all again in the Ultimate Freedom Experience, but it's beyond the scope of this audio. There was one period of time towards the end where for a five-week period, it was a truly loving relationship. It was kind of like if somebody had come up to me and said, Robert, what would be your absolute fantasy of what would happen with you and your wife, you know, how she would be with you, 
Um, what kinds of things that have been difficult, you know, how, how would you want them to be different? You know, if somebody said, paint a picture of how this relationship could be, you know, awesome, perfect, off the charts, what, if, if this changed, it would be amazing, whatever, you know, what, what, what would be the perfect, awesome fantasy for this relationship that's been so difficult? That's what showed up. All of a sudden, it was like a completely different person showed up in our relationship in the form of my wife. And for five weeks, I had this extraordinary, delicious, amazing fantasy experience with her. And at the end of that five weeks, that fantasy woman <laughs> vanished, never again to return. And then there was a lot of difficulty for the remaining period of the relationship. There was a lot of difficulty as we marched towards a divorce and a divorce settlement and adjusting to being apart and different things like that. But I had the experience for five weeks, and it could have been two weeks, it could have been one week, it could have been six months, it could have changed permanently, but I had that experience, it just happened to be for five weeks, there's nothing special or magical about five weeks that what I'm about to say wouldn't have been true if it had been a week or a two week, wouldn't matter, it just happened to be five weeks. I have that experience. And for five weeks, I experienced a truly loving relationship uh, with this woman that I had not experienced all of the years before and the years after that. And I cannot tell you how valuable and how much I cherish that five weeks and how important it is to me that with all of the difficulties and all the craziness that happened and all of the pain as it appeared at the time and Everything that happened, I had an experience of, let's bear it, the language here, it doesn't serve, but you'll know what I mean, of what we could have been like, you know? And my definition of truly loving, you know, can include certain things, and those things happened for those five weeks. And so, again, I cannot tell you how valuable that was and how much I appreciate it and cherish it and will for the rest of my life. And if for the rest of my life that's the only experience that I ever had, of a truly loving relationship that really worked on all levels kind of a thing, I feel like saying that would be enough because I had the experience. And do I need to have it again for 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, 50 years, you know, to say, well, I've really... No. I had it for a relatively short period of time. It was amazing. It was delicious. I still can remember what it was like and how it felt. And I had that experience. And that's enough. Now, going forward, I have a feeling it could be wrong that I am going to meet uh, another woman. I am going to have another partner, and it's going to be a radically different experience because of how much cloud cover has been knocked out, because of ultimate freedom being awakened in my story, because of living in in the way that I call forever free from negativity now, and, um, and that there's going to be a truly loving relationship for a longer period of time. Again, not that that means anything or that... I need that in order to whatever, feel fulfilled or whatever, because again, I had the experience. I had the experience. And we'll get to what that, the significance of that before I close this audio. But I think there's going to be another relationship, despite my age, because you are a similar age again and have kind of concluded it's not going to happen. I think it is going to happen for me. I don't know when. I don't know how long it will last if it happens. In terms of just does it last? Are there changes that happen with one or both of us? Does one of us die? You know, whatever. I have absolutely no idea. I don't care um, for reasons that I'm going to get to, and I could be wrong. It's possible that in this particular story, this particular Robert story, however many years it lasts, that the only real experience of that that I'll ever have is that five weeks. 
Okay, so let's come back to you. Yes, it is possible that in my language now, that has not been written into your story. And if it hasn't, and I'll get more into this later, then this particular life story for Lynn was about having different kinds of experiences that did not involve, quote-unquote, truly loving relationship. Now, is it what you suggested? Was it been more about the search for love in yourself and others and, and with others? You know, I don't know. I, if you and I were sitting across from each other live, you know, at a live event or cup of coffee or something like that, and we were talking and I could get more information about what's happened in your life and whatever, I might have some more clarity on that, but at, at this moment I don't. But it was about something else or a series of something else's. As you know, my bias is that all of us come in here with a specific purpose or mission. There's some unique set of experiences that our lives were meant to allow us to have. And that behind that, if you're aware of the Busting Loose Phase 2 teachings, where I talk about who we really are versus who we think we are, who we really are being what I called consciousness or expanded self or infinite being, there's all kinds of different labels, spiritual being for who we really are having this human experience. My bias is that that's true and that who we really are is interested through us as unique people, unique beings, um, having unique experiences, and it's different for all of us, and all lives do not include all the goodies, so to speak, that are possible as part of the human experience, part of the human story. All of our lives are about exploring different things. If you were to walk into a bookstore or go to Amazon and look through all the fiction books that are out there that are all about stories about people, they're all about different things, and they include this and that and don't include this and the other. In some lives, and you know this um, from what you said, but um, all of our lives are about exploring uh, different kinds of experiences that are part of the human experience, and that's true for everybody. So it's certainly possible that that's not part of your story, but it's also possible that it will be. And again, my attitude, and this isn't logical, this isn't idea and concept, this isn't trying to sugarcoat or talk myself into whatever. The truth is, I don't know if it's going to be part of my life beyond that five weeks that I mentioned or not, and I really don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm curious to see. Um, I'm curious to see what would happen, but um, it's really, given where I am, playing in the sunshine with Ultimate Freedom Awake, it really just doesn't matter. I don't need something like that in order to have a happy life, bear with the language, to feel fulfilled, to enjoy my life, to have interesting experiences. Again, I go into a lot more detail on all of this, huge amount of detail experientially, and ideas and concepts in the Ultimate Freedom Experience. The next layer of this that I want to go into, which is where there are so many quote-unquote problems and challenges and also interesting opportunities, is you've used the words truly loving relationship. So the next question is, what does that mean? And my guess would be, you do not have a very clear and specific definition of what that means. What you have a very clear and specific definition is, and I could be wrong on this, uh, and it's not just you, it's most people. Uh, say things like this, and they've never really taken the time or they don't have clarity on what it really means. I believe in your case, you're crystal clear on what needy and abusive relationships are, to use your language. And truly, loving relationship is something that's just kind of, and again, please, I mean no disrespect, um, no criticism or judgment or attack here, and words are very difficult, but you have some very vague 
blurry, fuzzy, warm and fuzzy kind of a definition of truly loving relationship that's just a very general not (laughs) needy and abusive, you know? And it, it would be very general. And if you and I were talking and I said to you, what does truly loving relationship mean to you? My guess is that there'd be a pretty long pause. Maybe your jaw would drop. And again, I could be completely wrong about this. Uh, And you'd realize that you really don't have a very specific definition of it. Now, it doesn't matter. It's not required. It's not a problem. There's nothing wrong with you. This is just shining the light of truth on this particular dynamic. So what does it really mean? And the interesting thing is, my guess is, if you got a specific definition of truly loving relationship, and let's say for the moment, because in a romantic relationship, there's the sexual component that there isn't in other kinds of relationships. But if you take out the sexual component, it is very possible, I would even say likely, but I don't really know, that you have in fact had truly loving relationships at various points in your life, but didn't think that they were. Let me give you an example again from my life. For reasons, again, that I can't go into here, it's too detailed. I was not a happy camper as a kid, and there were a lot of behavior issues, and there were a lot of behavior issues that overflowed uh, into when I was at school. You know, I was disruptive, and I was a problem and stuff like that at various times. And I think it was when I was in the fifth grade, I can't remember, there was a teacher, and I don't remember a lot about this, so I'm being general because that's really all I remember. It's more of a feeling and an awareness that I have of what happened versus specific details. But I had this teacher in the fifth grade named Mrs. Dummert. And I don't know exactly, somehow I guess she just kind of had x-ray vision of some kind into who I was as a person, who I was as a being. And she treated me in a way that nobody treated me before. And I would say that I could define how she treated me as what I would now define, and I'll get to this later, my bias, as a truly loving relationship. Now, it was not a romantic partner. It was not a parent. It was not a friend where most people would say truly loving relationships, that's where you have them, you know? I had that experience, but if I was only looking at it as it has to be with a romantic partner, which many people and possibly you uh, have the definition as that, then I would ignore all these other kinds of experiences. And if I were to take, when I said before that I had not had a truly loving relationship either, and at the beginning of this audio, that's the context I was talking about it in, in terms of a romantic relationship, in my case, with a woman, that it had not happened. But based on a definition that I have of truly loving relationship or that somebody else could have, there are probably a lot of other examples where I had that in general for brief periods of time, In my past, wasn't with a romantic partner, wasn't with a woman. Uh, The sexual component was not involved, but it was there. And it's very possible, I even feel like saying likely, that the same thing is true of you, depending on the definition of truly loving relationship and expanding it out to not having to be with a romantic partner. It could be drops in your pond, which is a metaphor that I like to use, that could ripple out throughout your whole life and definitely affect this whole dynamic that your question here was pointing towards. Now, does that mean that you have to be quote-unquote satisfied, depending on your definition of truly loving relationship and expanding it out with experience, experiencing truly loving relationships without it being in a romantic relationship? No, because again, we don't know what's possible, but do you, do you see these are the kinds of things that are so amazing to me 
and fascinating to me and that I just did not have a clue of until I knocked out as much cloud cover as I did. And then ultimately, when ultimate freedom awakened in my story is to say, why does it need to be in a romantic relationship, you know? If, a, if, if there's a truly loving relationship that has happened or that's happening all over the place, but it's not, then why is it bad or wrong or empty or there's something to grieve about if it doesn't happen in a romantic relationship? And so many of these things, there's just what I call lies, illusions, and stories, and what I call the mind machine that make these kinds of definitions and judgments and, and different kinds of things. And again, I mean no disrespect We'll get to the grieving thing as we continue through this audio, but it's just, there's so many, as I said, layers of lies, illusions, and stories that cause us so much pain and limitation and restriction and whatever, as they would be described from a phase one perspective, but they're lies, illusions, and stories. They're not accurate. They're not true with a capital T, and life could be very different if we get into a truthful with a capital T relationship with these kinds of things. Now, some of the things you may have noticed, you may not, that I'm saying here are, are very direct and, and are meant to directly address things that you've said. And other things like what I just said are meant to be drops in the pond that'll ripple out. You may not be fully aware of the impact of them now, but they'll ripple out. And over time, they'll contribute to a shift. So that's another thing that I wanted to share. Now, in terms of, okay, what does truly loving relationship mean? This is an interesting one. And it's one that was very, very difficult for me for a very big chunk of my life, which is that there weren't all that many people (laughs) in my story that actually used the words, I love you, to me. But the ones that did, uh, more often than not, with very few exceptions, they said the words, but their behavior, and I know you know what this means, but their behavior did not match it, and their behavior is not what I would call loving, even though they would say the words. And so I grew up, and you know, you grow up and you see love everywhere. It's in long, it's in, it's in the lyrics of songs, it's in movies, it's in novels, it's in TV shows, it's in, it's in conversations with your friends, and it happens in your relationships. It's everywhere. And I woke up one day, and I don't think I'm all that unique in this, but maybe, I don't know. And I, I really started to wonder, what the hell is it? What does it really mean? And I started searching, and I realized I didn't know. And by now, I'm sure there's a ton of books and audios and courses and all kinds of things out there that talk about things that weren't available when I was in my 20s and 30s and was really struggling with this. What the hell does it even mean? And then I came across something, and you, Lynn, and other people listening here, you might find this interesting. It was something that came through a channeled entity, and I don't know if you believe in that, Lynn, or anybody else listening. You know, a channel is where there's a non-physical consciousness that speaks through somebody that's in a trance state kind of a thing, and they share wisdom. And, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing with all kinds of varying levels of accuracy to me and my bias and power of the information and the usefulness of the information. But I came across a channeled entity whose name was Lazarus which is L-A-Z-A-R-I-S, Lazarus. And there's a website for this information, which is Lazarus.com. Again, L-A-Z-A-R-I-S. And there was a video that they gave away way, way, way back when, decades ago, that was called Awakening the Love. I don't think it's available as a video anymore, but it is available on that website as an audio. And in this audio, the channeled entity goes into this. 
And he says, you know, you talk about loving people all the time, and you're told that you need to love yourself more. And how the hell, he didn't say this, I'm swearing here, but (laughs) how the hell can you love yourself more? How can you love somebody else or love somebody more if you don't really know what it means? And nobody ever teaches you what it actually means. And so he goes into this, I think it's an hour and 20 minutes, maybe, I don't remember, maybe it's 90 minutes, talking about what love really is. And I would invite you and everybody else listening here to get that audio. The expression of appreciation in the form of money is not real high. And to my bias, it's an absolute gem that really rocked my world and, and, and is something that's still very, very valuable. And he goes into much more detail, but in essence, what he said was, love, whether it's being applied to yourself or it's being applied to somebody else, is a feeling that you have that causes you to want to take certain kinds of actions. And those actions, whether it's for yourself or for someone else, are designed to help you in various ways. And he gets very specific. So it's a feeling that you have that prompts you to take certain kinds of actions in order to help yourself, nurture yourself, uh, deal with fear of loss and fear and these kinds of things, pain or whatever, get the things that you really want in life. He goes into great detail on this. And I, I listened to this thing and I remember thinking, that's absolutely right. And any time that I said to somebody else, I love you, I looked at the times that I said that to somebody, and I looked at what his definition was, and and most notably my ex-wife, and I thought, that's exactly what happens with me. It is a feeling that I have that prompts me to act in a certain way, and again, there's the applicability of act in a certain way towards yourself and towards someone else, and it it was absolutely amazing. So if there's a definition that's something like that, and then, and you agree with it, you resonate with it, and then you say, okay, so what's a truly loving relationship? Then a truly loving relationship would be a relationship between two people, could be in a romantic relationship or not, could have a sexual component, doesn't need to, in which they both are acting that way with each other. They have this feeling that prompts them to act in certain ways, so then all of a sudden you start looking around, like I said before, and you say, well, if that's the definition of truly loving relationship, then have I had that before? Period. Have I had that before in a romantic partnership, even if it was for a week or two weeks or a month? Um, And the answer could be, for you, Lynn, or somebody else listening to this, it could be, no, I have not had that in a romantic relationship, and I have not had that in my personal life. And it's also possible somebody could say that, and they did. You know, they had a teacher like the Mrs. Dummert that I mentioned, or they had a friend, or they still have a friend but they just weren't tracking that what they really mean by truly loving relationship is X, Y, Z, and that, yes, there have been people, perhaps many people, perhaps multiple people, perhaps just one, but that's been there for a really long time or whatever, that does, in fact, match that definition. So it's really kind of fascinating. And so that's the other drop in the pond that I wanted to drop here. Now, a lot of these things may take care of The ripples from the things I've said so far may take care of the grieving question that you asked about, but if I take the grieving question literally, then in my sphere of influence, there are three options for dealing with that. The first is, if you're aware of the busting loose phase two teachings, the true prosperity and abundance teachings is what I call the online experience that's still available offering. It's the most robust teaching that I ever offered of what was in the Busting Loose books and what was in the earlier Phase 2 Busting Loose teachings. 
then the opportunity is, if, if that's a path that you resonate with, if that's a path that you have embraced, whatever, then the first option for dealing with grieving, again, this is about not having this romantic relationship. And again, it may be a non-issue at this point, but that's discomfort. And so there's the opportunity to apply the process over and over and over when it comes up, if that's what it takes and where it goes, it goes. So that's the first option is to use the tool called the process from the phase two teachings that I've offered. Again, that busting loose from the money game. It, the title says money game. Most people listening to this probably know. It's not really just about the money game at all. It's about all of life. But money game was the gateway to get people's attention to share an essentially spiritual, truthful with a capital T teaching. So it's available in that book. Busting loose from the business game is a variation of that. And then online, there's um, the True Prosperity and Abundance Experience, which is a multimedia experience. Um, And so that's one option. The other option is there's an experience that I just launched in February that's called Forever Free from Negativity, and it goes into great detail in a very radically different way to approach emotion, feelings, particularly negative, so to speak, feelings and emotions of which grieving for the loss of something is one. And so another option would be to take a look at that and see what drops in the pond that might create for you that would ripple out about this issue because that's another way that grief, that grieving about something can vanish and that there can be support in getting into a truthful relationship with it. And then the third option would be the ultimate freedom experience, which for you and everybody listening, if it's possible given time, given money, given whatever, to participate in that. To my bias, it's the greatest gift that I have to give anybody right now. It's what my whole life was about. To my bias, it was about getting to the point of experiencing ultimate freedom and then sharing and teaching from deep, deep, deep personal experience of a unique journey and a unique destination on that journey called ultimate freedom. Um, if it's within your budget, if you feel motivated, you resonate with it, there's a pull to do something like that, that would be the third option, which would not just address grieving, but it would address everything, including everything else that I've talked about here, as it goes deeply into a very, very different perspective about everything related to the human story and opens a gateway into a radically different experience of everything, including romantic relationships and quote-unquote, truly loving relationships, but everything beyond that as well. So those would be the three options, and I trust that if any of them uh, are the best solution for you or anybody else listening, somehow you'll know it, you'll feel a pull, you'll feel a tug, you'll feel a, a motivation to do it, and you'll just find yourself doing it, whether it's now or it's at some point in the future. And if these particular resources that are a part of things that I offer are not part of the story of you, uh, Lynn, or somebody else listening to this, then you won't feel a motivation to do it. You won't feel a pull to do it, or you might feel a motivation or a pull or an interest or whatever, but you just won't end up doing it. But it'll take care of itself. It's not a big deal. You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to try to decide intellectually, idea and concept, which approach would be best for me. It'll take care of itself. But you ask me for (laughs) if I had anything to share in terms of dealing with this, and so I've shared certain things here in this audio, and if you want to go deeper, if the grieving for this particular thing remains, 
or there's just a desire to get into a truthful with a capital T relationship with everything in your life, not just this, truly loving relationships, but everything, and everything in your life beyond that, then there are the three options that are available in my sphere of influence that you can consider one or, or multiple ones of them may be the best thing for you, best support for your story now or over time, and your best solution, you, Lynn, or somebody else listening, may be something completely different. What's been included here in this audio ripples from it or some other solution that's offered by some other individual or teacher or speaker or whatever else it is. So that concludes this particular edition episode of Friday Q&As. Thank you very much, Lynn. I appreciate the question and the opportunity to share these things. I'm hoping that, that this will be supportive, interesting, helpful, be drops in the pond that ripple out in many, many, many quote-unquote positive ways for you, Lynn, and everybody else listening. If that is the case for you, I would appreciate it, as would anyone else that you might give this as a gift to if you spread the word about this particular audio, uh, whether you direct them to my website and the blog or you direct them to my podcast or wherever it is that you happen to be listening to this, please help spread the word to help other people that you know that may be struggling with a similar kind of an issue, also to help me out, (laughs) also, um, in spreading the word about the teachings that I share. If you did get benefit out of this, or even if you didn't, if you something I said made you angry or you think I'm wrong, whatever it is, I welcome and request uh, your comments wherever you're listening to this, if there is a way to provide a comment. Uh, thanks again for your time. I will look forward to our next form of contact, whatever shape that takes. Bye-bye for now. Okay, I admit it. I am a man on a mission, and my mission is to facilitate what I call the awakening of ultimate freedom in as many life stories for people around the world as possible, and I'd love to help you too. If you'd like to discover more about the ultimate freedom teachings, I created a special free training for you that is delivered by both email and video that I'd love to share with you. To get immediate access, visit my website, robertscheinfeld.com forward slash training, robertscheinfeld.com forward slash training. That completes another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld.